Hey, it's Pastor Ted Fabianic here from Faith Love Church in Melbourne, Australia. Welcome to our podcast. We pray that when you listen to this, you'll be inspired and blessed to reach the best things that God has for you. Hey, good morning, Faith Life Church. Uh, just so blessed that you are able to join us in this time. And I just really want to encourage you today. I know we're going through ups and downs with the COVID restrictions. But I just want you to keep your faith up, keep your positivity up, because the Paul even said it this way. He says, in all these things, we are more than conquerors. Do not let the present circumstances rob you what God wants to bless you. You know, today, I believe those that are watching online right now and those that are watching in other countries, that you are blessed right now. God has got so many amazing things that he wants to do in you and through you. And I believe as, as a church, a faith life church, is that our response is always with a faith life. Our response to what's happening right now is faith life. Everything we do, we, we live out of our faith life. We believe in our faith life. We preach out of faith life. We worship out of faith life. I just really want to encourage you today that God is on your side. Things are not going to get worse. They're going to get better. We are in for an amazing time with God. I just really want to thank you for making some time to tune in with you and your family. And I just want to just encourage you to pass this message on to as many people as we can because God has called Faith Life Church to be our global hope faith dispenser. So just be blessed today. Today I just want to introduce you to a brand new way of thinking as never before. Uh, I, I, the first time I went to Budapest in Hungary and I uh, was my meetings and I was with Silva and we had a Saturday off and they took us through this, um, uh, through this department store or like a, like a department store market, outside market. And we came across these little dolls called Russian babushka dolls. I've, I've never seen them all. And what was really interesting is that you have one single doll that is complete. And then it's put into another doll that looks exactly like it. And it kept going on. And I think the ones that we bought for our girls then had about 10 different pockets. So you go from one pocket to another pocket to another pocket to another pocket. But every pocket, every one was identical. So what happened was the original doll was enclosed with all the other sections. And, and, and to me, I just saw a paradigm in that. I'm just going, wow, well, that's what happens with us. See, you and I are born, but when we are born, we are born into a family. Whether it's a mom or a dad or it's a single parent or whether it's no parent at all, and all of a sudden we get cocooned into, into that. And then, add up, so now we've got two cocoons. So now everything that we are looking into and looking through is through that area. But then you get another layer. It is called, through that layer, your parents, whoever's looking after you, teaches you how to see the world and also how to respond from the world. So you get this education level from the, from the first tier is how do you see the world? Gives you your worldview. 
and then it, but it also tells you is how the world sees you. So you get this layer, and then you get another layer, which is your friends. And your friends also are a teaching measure. One of the big things in life to know is that you and I are sponges. We were made to absorb information. We were made to listen. We were made to reason. And we were also made to make decisions on what we have come in. So you got these different layers. And then you got a school layer. Then you got a religious layer. Then you have a political layer. Then you have all of this. So what happens with us is that we are on the inside looking through so many layers and we also feel that everybody else is looking through our layers. So what we do is we have been taught what to think. We have been taught this is the way you see it. So what happens? Every layer teaches you how to think. Every layer teaches you what is the outcome of your thoughts and how does it affect you and how you treat others. So what starts to happen is where we live our life through all of these paradigms, paradigms, paradigms. So what happens is we've been taught about God. See, the, the first church that I ever entered was, was teaching me about God. And he taught me that God was a hard God, that if you do something wrong, God was going to have to punish you. So all of a sudden that goes in and that is how I started to see God. So what has happened within us is we are living within this paradigm. So that's the first part that I just want to share with you. To me, the transformation happened is when I was in a leadership meeting and it was, uh, I mean, some of the top leaders that are around the globe I was happened to be in. And it was just an amazing meeting. And then somebody brought up this kind of uh, leadership principle is the law of the lid. So there's a, a leadership principle called the law of the lid. In other words, is that you will not rise above the lid that is over you. And it was just really good. And one of the people there was Pastor Russell Evans from Planet Shakers. And uh, to me, that is, I, I can, when I close my eyes, I'm still there. And Pastor Russell does this. Well, why don't we just get rid of the lid? Everybody was talking about taking the lid by increment, by increment, by increment, by increment. And uh, Pastor Russell made it like this. He just says, why don't we get rid of the lid? I just go, wow. So in, in, instead of thinking I'm hitting the lid, let's remove the lid. And then to make that into progression, th there's a kind of thinking when it comes to uh, when, you want to be, when you want to transform your mind is this. We have been taught, and you'll find a lot of motivational books and and, and thinking books start like this. If you want to change, you need to think outside of the box. And I thought, oh, look, that is really good. That is really good. So I'm, I'm trying to think outside the box until the Holy Spirit drops something into me that I've never seen before. And then I started to hear it over and over again. And it was this. Instead of thinking outside your box, why don't you get a brand new box. I thought, wow, that's interesting. And so, so, so in my thinking, I'm just saying, God, what's the, what, is the, what is the benefit 
of thinking with a brand new box instead of outside the old box. And I really felt the Holy Spirit said this to me. Ted, when you are outside the box, you're still thinking of what's inside the box. You're still captured by, your, your imagination is captured by, your emotions are captured by what is still inside the box. And then all of a sudden it got to me, why I have been born again, so I have been privileged to live in a brand new box. I want to just, so, just to show you this. So when you start thinking that I'm going to get a brand new box, I'm not trying to revamp the other one. Uh, I heard this uh, uh, quote that I really loved the other day, and it was this. Transformation isn't where you shuffle the information inside the box. So people think transformation is I just reshuffle what I know. Let you know, take this out of here, take this out of here. That isn't transformation. Transformation is when you get a brand new thought. You haven't revamped, reconditioned, reconstructed an old thought. You get an absolutely brand new thought. You see, Paul had that in mind when he said this. Above all you can ask, above what you can think, above what you can imagine, it is what God has given you. So here's Paul saying that when you start to think in a brand new box, it is so far removed from the old box that you think you're exaggerating. And now I want you to listen to this. This is in Colossians 1.13 out of the Passion Translation. It says this, he who has rescued us completely from the tyrannical rule of darkness and has translated us into the kingdom realm of his dear son. He says, I want you to note this down, underscore it, any which way you want to do it is this. He says, you have been completely removed from one into the other. And the word, there, the word there, tyrannical rule, it can also be translated as authority. That you have moved from one authority to another. So God is saying this in a biblical language now. That you are in the kingdom of darkness. You are in one box. And in this kingdom of darkness is you were taught how to think, what to think, what to expect, what can others expect of you? All of these things have happened in this box. Now, understand this. The box that you were, and I were born into, it's a sense realm box. In other words, is this. All of the education I received depended on my five senses. It depended what mathematics can prove. And here's what's interesting. The box that we are first born into, all the wisdom is in constant change. You know, at one stage, it was believed that the world was flat. And if you sailed on a boat, you would fall over the side. And the problem was that people had, we don't know what's on the other side. So what you find is that in this box, everything is changing. The same thing is when the steam locomotive engines were invented. Everybody thought everything that can be invented has already been invented. We have reached the pinnacle. So put this into your spiritual being, is this. In the first box, is the, the box that you and I have been saved from, 
All the wisdom, all the knowledge is in a constant flux of change. It is looked at, looked at. See, the, the smarter we become, the more we know. We go, when we used to believe that the world was flat. And now, because of the technology upgrades that we have had, we are realizing that our universe just keeps going on and on. We are not a universe in a black hole, but it just keeps going on. And the Word of God tells us is that when you and I were born again, we went out of one box and God has translated us. Now, I want you to see this first. It is God that translates you from the kingdom of one kingdom, one set of rules, one set of authorities, and puts you in a totally different one. It is nothing to do with your self-effort. It's got nothing to do with how smart you are. It is when you and I said, Jesus, come into my heart. What happened was I got transported, transplanted, translated from one into another. So you're not outside of one trying to fix it. God has put you in a totally different mindset, in a totally different realization, in a totally different realm. So Paul is saying that you have gone from where one set of rules apply to where there is another set of rules apply. So when God starts to speak to you, He is not talking to you from the realm that He has saved you with. So God doesn't talk to you in a realm of sense knowledge. He talks to you out of revelation knowledge. I want you to see this scripture. This is, um, this is in 1 Corinthians 2.13, also out of the Passion Translation. It says this, And we articulate these realities with the words imparted to us by the Spirit and not with words taught by human wisdom. We join together uh, Spirit-revealed truth with Spirit-revealed words. I want you to get this. He goes, we, are, we join together Spirit-revealed truth and Spirit-revealed words. So here we got this. In one box, we have truths, and we also have words. Then when God translated us, now he says, you're now in the kingdom. So what God has done for you and I, he is, we have gone from one kingdom that has its own government, thinking, economy, the whole lot, into a brand new economy. So let me just read it to you again. I love it. And we articulate these realities with the words imparted to us by the Spirit and not with the words taught by human wisdom. We join together Spirit-revealed truths with Spirit-revealed words. So what happens is this. When you got transported from one level, from all the tears that you have saw through and, and you think that the people are seeing you through into brand new truths, and brand new way of speaking. So what was impossible in one box is now possible in a, this brand new box called the kingdom of God. That is why Jesus says, he says, in this realm where that I saved you from, it is impossible. But now you are in a new realm and it is possible. And here's a deep truth. God's speaking to you now, not out of the realm of the kingdom of darkness with the 
is now speaking to you in the realm of his spirit, in the realm of light, and is using light revealed words and light revealed truth. So all of a sudden, God is doing something in you which is absolutely phenomenal. Now, another way we can explain this is that we... This is Paul also speaking. We explain spiritual realities to spiritual people. We interpret spiritual truth by spiritual faculties. Here's a big key for you. You, when you are born again, you are given the ability to see truth and also to articulate the truth. So you have the truth and you also have the ability to speak the truth. So therefore it puts you in an amazing realm because if you can see a truth, you speak the truth, you get the reality of the truth. So what is amazing? Now, let me read this same passage out of the Message Bible. It says this, We don't have to rely on the world's guesses and opinions. We don't learn this by reading books or going to school. We learnt it from God, who taught us person to person through Jesus. And we are passing it on to you with the same first-hand personal knowledge. You, when you are born again and you read the Word of God, it's not second-hand. Well, how amazing in that. Here's Paul is saying, he goes, you, you might have not lived in the time of Jesus. But when you hear the word, you're hearing it firsthand. It hasn't gone from one to the other to the other. So what you are receiving today, what you are receiving this morning, sitting in your lounge room, driving in your car, is firsthand information from the God who loves you, unconditional love, unconditional favor. So what we have is here, is this, is that once we are born again, we go from this box through all the tears, the babushka tears, of through seeing it, and God takes you by His power. In other words, you cannot ever do this on your own. Picks you up, sticks you in a brand new kingdom. So now you are no longer subject to the authority of that kingdom. So what you learn in this kingdom, hey, you can't do that. Hey, you haven't got the education. Are you, you, who do you think you are that you can write a song and you cannot even play an instrument? I had the opportunity to meet an evangelist from Myanmar. Now, where he was born again, he was in the jungle. And, um, and so virtually all of their music, right? Yeah, you've got to love this. Their musical instrument was two sticks and that tap the sticks and then sing. And um, so he goes, oh, God, this is not right. And then one day somebody, this is going a while back, gave him a CD of Hillsong. And he just said, oh, my goodness, I can't understand it, but I love it, I love it. And so he prayed. He says, God, what do I do? And he had a, a supernatural download, and he translated the worship, the music into Burmese. Now, come on. H how do you do that? W he's in the jungle, hasn't got any formal education. But you see, in this box, 
It's called the earthly box. It is impossible to do that without education, without going to music school, without having the gift of that. You go into where God's put you, and no longer are you subject through going through these processes. You are now under the authority of a creator. And because you're under the authority of the creator, you start to create. So all of a sudden, here we have a person that his musical abilities is tapping to six to translating Hillsong into Burmese. Now, how amazing is that? See, this is what is unusual in one and normal in the other. So what it was normal in this state that I could tap two sticks. But what's normal in this one is that I have the ability to have a download from heaven. So where you are right now is we need to start to see God's word through our new box. We're not thinking outside the box. We are now thinking in a new box. We are now thinking with new parameters. We are now thinking with new language. We are now thinking with new hope. We are now no longer have earthly faith. Well, you know what? Earthly faith is this. If I can touch it, just say when you come to a chair, for an instance, right? You come to a chair, and if you're not sure, what, what's the first thing you do? You, you get your arm and you wiggle it. Yeah, it's safe. You put pressure on the legs and you say, and you have all of these natural senses that are conveying to you everything that you have learned, and you come up with this. I believe that this chair is now safe and you will sit in it. But what happens is this, is now you're being translated into the kingdom of God. In other words, if you want to know what the kingdom of God is like, you read Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, the book of Acts, and all the other books in the New Testament, and God says, this is now my kingdom. This is how I live. So when you want to know, and you want to experience what is possible, you would need to look at the life of Jesus. So what we want to do today, I just want to show you something that was absolutely powerful because God unveils this through us. In the book, so what we want to do today, in the book of Matthew chapter 8, we're going to read a couple of miracles. But, but what I love about the, when you look at the book of uh, Matthew and chapter 8, it's just full of miracles. It starts off with miracles and it ends up on miracles. So everything is about miracles. And one of the first things we find is that the, how quick Jesus responds. You know, what? one of the things that I learned in my previous box was this, is when you pray, be prepared to wait a long time. You know what? You, you know, you've prayed, you might have given some finance, and you're thinking, I know it's going to return, but it's going to take forever and ever and ever and ever and ever. So we, we, you know what I realized for myself, right? Coming into a new box and then always thinking that answers from Jesus are always take a long time and God's always silent and so you just need to be patient, need to be patient. But one of the first things you write when you start to read, I just want to encourage you to read the whole book, especially chapter 8. You find out how quick God is. It says there, is this, and we're just going to show you it, and then we're going to put it into practice in your life today. This is verse 5 of chapter 8, reading out of the international version. It says this, 
When Jesus returned to Capernaum, a Roman officer came and uh, pleaded with him, Lord, my servant lies in bed, paralyzed and terrified pain. Now, just stop there. We're talking about, put yourself in the position now. He's a Roman officer. Now, Israel is under governmental and martial law. They are under Roman rule. And this officer represents captivity. This officer represents that you are keeping us in bondage. So this officer's job was to keep Rome as the pinnacle. And it was also there to remind all the children of Israel is who the boss is. So if you look at it, Jesus is sitting there and he's got his crowd and he's got his disciples with him. He's got a crowd around him and they see this officer. I want you to know one of the things that I love about it. This officer came by himself. He did not come. If you want to take it in today's technology, is that all of a sudden 10 black SUVs rock up. There are guys in black suits, dark sunglasses with no personalities. And everybody's coming out. And these guys come up and they're loaded with weapons of mass destruction. They've got it all. And, and they're coming with this general. They're coming with this colonel, right? And he comes in. And then you can go, he's trying to enforce himself. He's this general. He's a Roman officer. And he's coming to Jesus. Can you imagine if you were with Jesus, you would, number one, you could be fearful, thinking maybe, maybe we're going to get arrested, oh, oh, there's, what's happening here? But this man comes under the authority of Jesus, and he comes up to him and says, listen, I have a servant. He's paralyzed, he's at home, and he is in pain. Now, he's Jesus, he's come for the house of Israel. He's come for this. And can you imagine everybody around him thinking, Jesus is going to tell this guy off. Jesus is going to go, hey, come on. Hey, hey, move along. You're the enemy. You know, you, you, you don't qualify to be with Jesus. So here we have somebody that is totally outside of the parameter of social, religious, economy out of him. This is the enemy. And he comes into the presence of Jesus. Natural response from outside the box, unless you change, unless you do something. And I, note this as well as you're reading this. He's not bringing any presents. He's not, he hasn't got a sweetener to the deal. He's just coming on his own. And he comes to him and he says this to Jesus. And if you have a look at verse 7, Jesus' first response is this, I will come and heal him. Now, wow, watch the speed of Jesus' response. In the kingdom of God, the response of Jesus is lightning. Man, it's faster than the speed of light. See, the first thing that Jesus responds is this. It totally outside of the parameter of the old box. It's not looking at the old box outside of the box. This is a new box. This is a new kingdom reality. And he says this, I will come. The speed of response. So what it does, Jesus here is telling us that the limitation 
On one was time, length. To this one, it's a quick response. It says, when you come to me, you are going to get an automatic, a quick response. It's not going to be take you years upon years or months upon months. He gives, him the, he gives him to that and he says, come on. So what you want you to do in, in our thinking today, we're going to be praying at the end of this meeting, is that I'm going to get a quick response. I'm going to get a quick healing. I'm going to get a quick breakthrough. Because the first thing that Jesus did, he broke this limitation. He broke the limitation of you're going to have to wait. Come back tomorrow. He does this. And the second one, he says this in verse 8. And the officer said to, said to him, Lord, I am not worthy to come into my home. Now, just what, get this. He says this. Now, what's careful to note here is this is that Jesus doesn't tell him he's unworthy. It is his old system talking. Here we have these two kingdoms talking. He's going, I am not worthy. Would you notice something that's so deep? He, Jesus didn't tell him he's worthy. Put this into your spirit. Guard it with your spirit. Let it mature is when Jesus came to this world, He came uninvited. If you, through, if you read through the Scripture from Genesis to Revelation, you never get this, is that Jesus has an invitation to come into the world. Adam didn't invite God. No one invited Him. God has come into your life uninvited, unannounced, doesn't seek permission. He just comes in. See, Jesus just decided, I am taking ownership of my globe, or my world. I'm taking ownership of my children. Jesus wasn't waiting for the world to be worthy. He wasn't waiting for the world to change. He wasn't waiting for this perfect environment that he can say, well, now the world is worthy for me to come in. This is the amazing thing of our God. God's right now in your living room, uninvited. God's in your car, uninvited. God's in your job, uninvited. God's in your marriage, uninvited. God's in your sickness, uninvited. Why? Because he's come to do something. Always remember the word, I am not worthy. You have, you have been transplanted from I am unworthy to now I am worthy because he is in there. So what does Jesus do? He's just silent. But then he goes to this. Just say the word from where you are and my servant will be healed. Now watch this. One of the reasons that he said, I don't need you to come into my house, there was a religious limitation. There was a limitation that said, especially with rabbis of high standing, especially with rabbis with high influence, and rabbis that wanted to keep their reputation spotless, it was, it was believed that if a rabbi came into a Gentile house, that he would be defiled. But you see, in the kingdom of God, it is the world or the culture never defiles him, but he changes the culture. So when an unreligious culture touches Jesus, it becomes whole. Jesus is never tainted by the world. The world is changed because of him. So he's saying to Jesus, I don't want your reputation to be tainted. 
So what does Jesus do? He breaks religious, man-made limitations. So in the kingdom of God, there are no man-made limitations. Only the pureness of God's word. So what we have here is that Jesus is saying to them, because watch this, the crowd would have heard it. The crowd would have heard, oh, he's been, he, he, Jesus on his own accord is going to go to the officer's home. In other words, if he's living in the barracks, he, he, he's going to be known as the friend of the Romans. Man, he's definitely going to go, no, but Jesus goes, hey, I'm here to meet needs. And I am not bound by man-made religious system. So he totally does that. And then the centurion takes it to another level. He says, hey, Jesus, I am under authority. And, I re and the way I rule, I, I rule with words. I have people under me. And when I speak... It is my word that does the work, not me. So if I say that needs to be picked up, I don't physically have to go and pick it up. It is my authority. The people that are under me are obedient to me and they will move it. He is saying something so specific here. He starts to now talk about the language of heaven. Now he starts to talk about how God works. He goes, I rule my battalion because I, am un I have been given authority. And I exercise my authority. And my authority is not exercised that I physically take a person and move them. I speak my word. And because my word has authority and everything that is under me is commissioned, designed to, trained to obey what I say. So he comes in and he starts to give us a kingdom principle because that's how God created the world. He, he said, let there be light. He didn't just think it, he spoke it. And when he spoke it, God's authority made reality. God's authority makes reality. God's authority, God's authority that is spoken makes reality. So he comes, comes up to Jesus and he says this to him. He goes, I understand authority. He goes, I know how you heal. He goes, I understand because people under me are subject to me. And then he says this, Jesus, you have authority over sickness. You have authority over disease. You have authority. And all you need to do is open your mouth and speak it. Wow. Wow. It's the recognition that in the kingdom of God, everything is subject to the authority of God. Everything. The Bible even says, heaven and earth belong to me. Hell is subject. The devils are subject. Everything is subject to the authority of Jesus. You'll find this in Matthew 28. Jesus says, all authority has been given me. So therefore, I tell you to go. So this centurion steps out, not just outside of the box, he steps into God's box, God's kingdom, and he says, I know how you work. Can you imagine this right now? You know how things work. 
Things work by authority. And when it is spoken, reality is created. And Jesus turns to him and he marvels. He marvels. He says, I have not seen, heard such faith in all of Israel. Here we have somebody that is not in their box, comes in, totally estranged, and he understands how the kingdom of God works. And so Jesus is marveling. Jesus is going, this is my man. Like, hey, I, I, I want to promote you. Hey, I'm going to write you into my memoirs. I, I'm, I'm going to proclaim you from ages to ages to ages. And he, and he gives it to him. And then Jesus turns around and he says this. Go. Your servant is healed. When he said that, go, anybody that understood the word realized this. Their, their mind, their thinking would be raised into Psalm 107 verse 20. And it says this, and he sent his word and healed him. Here's the amazing thing is the word was sent and healed him. Jesus was sent and he healed him. John the Baptist was sent and he prepared the way. The disciples were sent and they built the church and the kingdom of God. So everything that is sent from God accomplishes what God wants. Everything that is sent from God accomplishes what it has targeted to. What is his assignment? So here we got God and in, in the form of Jesus and he's coming to him and the centurion is by his side and he says, go, 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 go. And here's the amazing thing is, watch this. What does the centurion do? He thanks Jesus, turns around and he goes. Do you know what the centurion did? He follows the word. There is an action. See, every faith, when you have faith, you have a corresponding action to the faith. So when Jesus said, go, he sent his word. The centurion followed the word. Now here's just something careful. Let's bring it out. If I go into the natural realm and I go follow somebody, you can have people following you on Twitter. You can have people following you on Facebook, on Instagram, on YouTube, whatever the case may be. And people go, that's what follow means. That's what follow means in one realm. In one realm means, yeah, I'm following you. I'm watching you have breakfast. I'm watching you, you know, drive your car. I'm watching you, you know, pat your cat. Whatever the thing is, right? People call, oh, that's following Jesus. See, Jesus has a lot of followers, but he's after believers. Jesus can, you know, I hashtag Jesus, I'm a follower. You know, I follow Jesus from Jerusalem to Judea, I'm a follower. The word follow in the kingdom of God is this, is that when the word is spoken, I overtake the word, I grab the word, and I make it my own. The word to follow is to grab it, rush to it, pursue it, and make it your own. Now watch this. In Psalm 23, we get this amazing scripture that says this, Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I had a look at that and I said, Oh God, that's just... Well, I don't want mercy following me. I don't want this following me. I want it to touch me. See, if you're seeing something following you, it doesn't mean you live in it. And so what does God do? He says, the word there, follow, is to grab it. And so what this centurion does, he looks at Jesus and he goes, you sent your word. Where did your word go? Your word went 
to my servant. So what direction did the word go? The word of God went that direction. So what am I going to do? I am going to follow after this. I am going to run after this because I have embraced the word and the word is taking me back to where the word of God was fulfilled. So what you have is that he's on his way. And can you imagine, he's walking on his way home. And then some of his Roman friends said, Hey, I, I thought you were going to bring, that Jesus was going to come to your place. Hey, look, my servant is healed. Well, well, how do you know? Why did you leave Jesus and, and you're on your way back? And he goes, because he gave me his word. Well, what evidence you have? See, when you have the word... Your word is the evidence. Jesus sent. It's already accomplished. The moment that Jesus sent his word, the servant was healed. Past tense. He sent his word and healed him. See, the moment that you come under God, that you come under His Word, you come under the authority of God, and everything that has been sent now becomes yours. Whatever situation that you are in right now, wherever you find yourself, come under the authority of the Word of God. The Bible says, let the weak say, I am strong. Let the sick say, I am healed. I have already been healed. I have already been blessed. I have already been transformed from darkness into light. Right now, as, as, as we come to the end, I just really want to encourage you, if you're sick right now, we're going to pray. If you've got emotional traumas, we're going to pray. If you have a financial need, your business has really, really been hit hard with all the COVID restrictions. All of these things, we are going to declare, we're going to come under the Word of God. We're going to come under the power of God. So today, we just, we're going to pray. So right now, wherever you are, if you're in a lounge and you're watching this, you can stand up, do something to position yourself. If you're driving in the car, I want you to pull your car over and get into the spirit flow. Wherever you are right now, we are going to believe. We have people praying right now that are believing for the miraculous to happen in your world. You know what? We are no longer being in this world with sense realm where we're subject to it. We are now in the kingdom of God. We are no longer trying to fix up an old box, an old kingdom. We are now in a new kingdom. And in the new kingdom, it's by faith. It is by faith we receive. So Father, right now I come to you in the name of Jesus. Father God, for every sick person. Father, Father, I pray right now that if you have migraines, back pain, tumor, cancer, slip discs, liver problems, kidney problems, blood situations, arthritis. Father, right now, whatever your disease is, know this, that it's under the authority of the Word. And He's the key. And He sent His Word and healed them. Do you realize, as you're in a state of prayer, that when Jesus was on the cross, He sent His Word. He said this, Father, it is finished. Every sick person has got their healing. Every sinner has got their salvation. Every depressed person has their peace. Every financial need has been met. When Jesus said it is finished, He gave it to you. And just right now, 
That's how to, now you've got to have the corresponding word. I want you to say over yourself, thank you, God, that I am already healed. Thank you, God, that I am delivered. Thank you, God, that my family is secure. Thank you, God, that my job is secure. Thank you, God, that you're restoring my business. Thank you, God, you're restoring my relationship. Thank you, God, that my back is now straight. I thank you, God, that my liver, my kidneys are all functioning properly. I thank you, God, that my thyroid is functioning properly. God, I thank you that my migraine is gone. God, I thank you that my family is saved, healed, and delivered. God, I thank you for amazing breakthroughs in Jesus' name. Amen. And this is how we do it. We now walk to it. We now are no longer asking God. We are thanking God because the word has already been sent. I pray that you are, I know that you have been blessed. And right now, just, be, just before we go, if you don't know Jesus, you could be watching and you're going, you're Ted, I can be translated from one kingdom into another. He goes, yes. Well, what, what do I need to do? The Bible says this is not what you need to do, is what you need to believe. The Bible tells us is this, if you will confess Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, that he died for you and rose again from the dead for me, you shall be saved. It's the confession of your mouth. If right now, if your heart is pounding, Right now you're just going, wow, hey, man, I want this Jesus. I, I, I know the religious Jesus, but this Jesus that I've just read here, this is what I want. This is what my heart is. I'm going to invite you into this prayer. Pray after me. Father, I want to thank you for Jesus. I want to thank you that Jesus lived and he taught. I want to thank you that Jesus died on the cross for me and he took all of my sin all of my sickness, all of my disease, all of my infections, spiritually and emotionally and emotionally, that he died for me and he took and he paid the full debt for my sin, all of my sicknesses, everything that revolves around me. And I believe that on the third day that he rose from the dead. And Jesus, I now receive you as my Lord and as my Savior. Amen. Hey. If you have prayed that prayer, we would love to hear for you. We've got something to send to you through mail or if you're in the area, you can come and visit us. We look forward to seeing you. Just keep on remembering all week that, hey, I am no longer thinking to change my box. I'm living in a brand new box, a brand new kingdom. Hey, God bless you. We look forward to seeing you next week.